0: This podcast is sponsored by AAA, the American Automobile Association. AAA members get discounts on tickets, resort accommodations, and more at Walt Disney World and other Orlando attractions. If you book a qualifying Walt Disney World resort vacation package at select AAA offices, you'll receive a free subscription to touringplans.com, as well as dedicated trip planning resources just for AAA clients. Go to AAA.com or ask your local AAA travel agent for more details on this offer.
1: Somebody's blowing up the castle.
0: Hi, this is Len Testa. It's another episode of the Unofficial Guide Disney Dish Podcast with Jim Hill. And today we're continuing our tour of the Magic Kingdom with urban designer and author Sam Genoway. Uh, Sam's most recent book is Walt and the Promise of Progress City. How's it going, Sam? Oh, it's going well. How are you doing, Len? I'm doing very well, thanks. So we're uh, we're beginning this episode right smack dab
1: in the center of Cinderella Castle in Fantasyland. Cinderella Castle, the ultimate beckoning hand, the ultimate weenie, the giant building that centers the entire park and is virtually visible from almost every area within the park. So if you ever feel lost, just sort of look up and you'll see the little spires that dragged you into the Magic Kingdom in the first place. And we're standing in the uh, archway, which is kind of closed, I guess, because they're doing a show out front, That's right. which they do far too often for my taste because they should leave this open for people to walk through. It's, uh, it's really nice. So we've got, uh, we've
0: got uh, Cinderella's Royal Table Restaurant. Yep. On our left, we've got uh, shops. On our right, it's it's really a nice uh, way to walk. I, I like running through this when I run the uh, Disney races.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know, one of my another great little detail, another wonderful little element, is within this breezeway. And, and as today, when I was in here earlier, I just stood here for a few minutes and really admiring the mosaics that were oh, designed so by Dorothea Redman. So there's
0: a there's a tile mosaic that goes one, two, three, four, five panels. Uh, long There's, and it tells the story, doesn't
1: it? It does. It tells the whole story. It tells the whole it tells the story, story of Cinderella in five panels. And it and it does it in a uh, in a style that would have been appropriate for this type of a structure. And mostly, it's just they're just gorgeous. I mean, they yeah, used they're... very exotic materials. This was this was a case where there was no value engineering. They really spent the money. They allowed Dorothea to do something that would be truly brilliant. And then it's really supported. If you look at the capitals of the column, the capitals of the column have the little mice and other of the minor characters from the oh, story nice. and you can even see that they're holding the shoes
0: oh that's clever and there's the the, the, the scenes themselves not only are they made of tile but they're using forced perspective so right. in the middle tile where uh, Cinderella is running away from the prince after the ball I guess the, the clock has struck midnight she is in the distance farther away than the characters in the foreground she, so she's that's right. physically smaller uh, implying movement away
1: So that's really, if you ever had to explain to somebody what you meant by forced perspective, this is a great place to do it. It adds depth to what is otherwise a two-dimensional design. Apply the same technique to three-dimensional design, and what you're going to do is give it an enhanced height. So, for instance, this castle is 189 feet, I believe, and it looks much, much, much taller because as the blocks are at the base, they're massive. As the blocks go up higher and higher and higher, they get smaller and smaller smaller. and smaller. Look at the windows, they get smaller and smaller and smaller. The whole thing just looks like it reaches up to Heaven.
0: That's great. One of the things I love about, about this uh, this scene too. Look, look over here in the uh, in the fourth panel, the uh, the Evil Queen is on the left hand side, and they actually took one tile near her hand and made it diamond shaped yeah. to represent her ring. I mean that that level of that level of detail, that kind of precision.
1: Right, and you know, this,
0: that, that craftsmanship—you know—that's that's just
1: missing in a lot of places. This these is days. one of those kind of places. I say, take your time, take a breath, look at it. These are—you know—you had some of the most talented artists in Hollywood working on these parks, and they're showing their absolute best work because they were held to such a high standard. Oh <laughs> and, and, uh, and we're saying hi to Lou Mangell real quick. Right. Hey, Lou. Hi Lou, I'm <laughs> Sam hey, a how you Doing a right. yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, right. show. Yeah, Talk to you later. See you. You.
1: you. All right. So, uh, you see what are saying? Okay, so, so now we're into the... Uh, <laughs> you see all sorts of stars here. Lou and, Oh my god, there's like a lineup with them over there too. It's, it's, like, it's,
0: it's like an entourage, it's amazing. Yeah, that's
1: great. So, so what we've done is we've now passed through the castle, and what we are theoretically in is the courtyard of the castle, and we're surrounded by three-dimensional designed buildings that represent um, castles throughout Europe of the period. They're all a little bit different, some are more stone, more, some are more Tudor style. But as we continue towards the carousel, what we're beginning to see is that we've entered the courtyard and this is when this is when the magic kingdom starts to look like the old version of disneyland when they didn't have any money you see one right now if you look up what you see is do you see the uh, you see the back wall of the you see the back wall of the castle, right? Over
0: by, uh, over by Snow White's Adventure, right, right. yeah. You can sort of see the back by wall. Bye, Snow
1: yeah. White. We'll miss you. <laughs>
0: yeah, goodbye, Snow White. For it's for easy. another for another month.
1: Yeah, so come, get in line. I thought it was fun. I, I, I missed that one. So if you look up right now, we're inside of the courtyard. You can see the walls that are surrounding us. You can see that we're now inside and celebrating. But we're in the middle of a tournament. So the facades are not as richly detailed as the ones when we first entered. Instead, the facade for Filler Magic, for Snow White's Adventures, look more like... Um, they look more like the tents from ivan earl's sleeping beauty and it looks like tournament tents that's right and, and 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 in disneyland when they first built it walt really didn't have enough money to do it so that's how they dressed these for some reason at the time they decided well at the magic kingdom to mimic disneyland and then in 82 in disneyland 82 83 they toured Fantasyland down and they rebuilt the entire Fantasyland into three dimensional facades and what we're starting to see now is that happening here at the Magic Kingdom So, like how um, right now we're standing uh, where are we standing at right now
0: we're, uh, we're over by uh, I guess we're um... Uh, Friar's Nook.
1: Okay, so we're at Friar's Nook, and we're looking at the construction of the new Fantasyland. What they're trying to do is to give a a more defined sense of space. You know, when the submarine was out here, it sort of went on and on forever, and and when the submarine was gone, it it didn't tie everything together. You didn't have a space. It wasn't like an Adventureland or Frontierland, where you had buildings on one side, and you had nature, infinite nature, on the other. Here, you had buildings on one side, and you had an abandoned submarine ride on the other side. (laughs) Fantastic. So what they've done is they're starting to build the outside of the castle wall so that when you first entered in here where all the dark rides are, you're inside the castle courtyard. When you go through where with this steel structure that they're starting to it's raise going to be right a now. It's going to be a gateway that leads out to the fantasy forest, the enchanted forest. It's going to be a huge improvement, I, I, I believe, because what it'll do is get a better sense of time, space, and, and, and good urban planning. You kind of have to think of spaces as outdoor rooms, and, and this is a good concept. A good space, a space that has that higher degree of life, that quality. It feels like a room, there's four sides to it, there's a good solid ground plane, and there's edges to the buildings that kind of perceive as a roof. And when people go through spaces, psychologically the two areas that you focus on the most are the ground plane, the places where you're walking, which is where you want to put the best materials because it's the places where people will touch it, and you want to deal with the edges of the buildings because that helps to define where the sky is for you. What's in between the ground plane and the edges is less important, although in a lot of places at the Disney parks, they go through the trouble of making sure what's in between is also of the same high quality and standards. Oh,
0: that's great. So the uh, so the, the wall that's going to represent the edge of sort of the castle area is, is really only going to be about... Thirty yards outside of the 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 buildings that we know of now in Fantasy, yeah, Maybe yeah It's 40 be like a small courtyard, and, yeah.
1: and it'll you know what it'll feel like? It's going to feel like a very intimate, cool little space. I, I mean, it's just proportioned well. There's certain mathematical proportions that tend to create the best possible spaces. We're going to going to talk about the golden ratio now. Uh, no. Okay, but, all right, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but that is one. I mean, there is yeah. you know, if you think about it, humanity's been around what some ten thousand years, three, three, four, five, and, golden and ratio. you know, and we've and we've kind of learned how to do things right. I I'm always reminded that the best public space probably ever anywhere in the world is Plaza San Marco in Venice and that was built over a period of like 700 years but it has it, it wasn't just one person but it still ends up hanging together and becomes very valuable and one of the reasons why that works so well and why I think this area is going to work well mm-hmm. is it's going to be at the crossroads of activities and you're going to have activity nodes surrounding it. So what's an activity node? Activity node is um, it's a it's a physical as for the circus thing. Uh, it's a physical an activity node is a physical activity that works like a draw, kind of like the weenie. So if you go into a hotel, an activity node would probably be the front desk where the concierge. Uh, got it. Is. When you go in okay. the hub, the activity nodes place, place are the gateways okay. uh, uh, into the different lands. You know, this is really cool. I, I noticed this really for the first time. I I I. I, so I we, don't get out here often. Enough. We just
0: uh, we just transitioned. We're over by uh, by Mad Tea Party. And we just transitioned from the gray concrete of the old kind of fantasy land. We're, we're walking over towards Storybook Circus Land, where they've, uh, they've completely redone uh, not only the, uh, the attractions, but also the pavement.
1: And this is a case of, I believe these are circus trains. Yeah, right so you can, see
0: the, you can see the train tracks or the wheels. The yeah. wheel,
1: Yeah, so it's, it's, this is another example of I think as they continue to remodel the park and they get the opportunity, they're going to start to tell the story with your feet as well. And you look down, and I, I thought this was really quite brilliant. And as we get a little closer to where the train station is and where Casey Jr. is going to be, we also begin to see um, train tracks that are embedded into the ground as well. So ah. they're, they're using not only the walls, they're not only using the buildings, but now they're starting to use the ground to reinforce the story that you have. And, and, and this, is, this is actually,
0: a, uh, they, I think they're riding us a slightly different way today than they were even just a few weeks ago because the, uh, the big uh, circus tent is now uh, up and uh, I think before we were riding a little more to our right.
1: Yeah, I think this area is going to turn out to, to be quite beautiful. I, I've seen the model for it It's, it's pretty spacious, too. I mean, this is, a, this
0: is a pretty wide walkway.
1: That's right. And, and uh, I had the good fortune of, of chatting with uh, former Imagineer uh, Marty Scolar at his house not too long ago. And he was very proud of the Imagineers that were doing the work for this project. They're some of the more of the younger team, and he just thought that they were really hitting some home runs. And it's a, and, and I was, you know, as a Californian, you always kind of get a little skeptical until I got to the train station.
0: Is it the train station? All right, before we get to the train station, let's talk about uh, Dumbo. So uh, right now, as we record this, one of the two spinners on Dumbo are open. And the uh, the big change, though, in Dumbo is the fact that you're now flying over water.
1: Yes. Well, that's what it is. This is the same way that it is at Disneyland and Disneyland Paris. When they did the remodel for the Fantasyland, oh, you know what? I've never just noticed this. We're Dumbo, <laughs> right? We're Dumbo. They have peanuts embedded into the concrete. That's classic. That's very cool. Oh, uh, genius. And even elephant footprints And elephant as footprints well, and too. peanuts over by Dumbo. That's... Know, I, I highly recommend looking down, but occasionally look up, because you're going to run into me, and I don't really want you to do that, okay? That's great. Um, th- this, is the, uh, this is the same spinner like they have at Disneyland Paris and Disneyland. Right. When, they, when they, they were building Disneyland Paris, and they were doing the Fantasyland redo, they pulled the one that was meant for Paris and put it in California, then they built another one, and then they've designed this. Is, so this is very much more like California.
0: Yeah, the uh, the, the, the water is a, is a nice effect during the day. It's din- it's even more movement, even when yeah. the ride is, is down. Uh, sorry, even when the ride is, is uh, stopped, uh-huh. you still get the movement of the water. You get the sound. But at night, it's a completely different experience because it's, it's lighted from the bottom. Yeah. Different colors the The water is still moving. It's a it's it's a much better ride at night. It's... And, it,
1: and it's good use of music that helps add atmosphere. Yeah. And you know what? I'll show you how stupid I can be sometimes. I didn't realize until about three years ago that when Dumbo stopped spinning, all the Dumbos fly to the top. And I just one day went, Oh wow! This yes, here is a bunch of elephants. Bunch, a bunch of, of, of elephant elephants. Are coming or going? I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell with elephants' feet. It's great. Yeah, it's right. They're sort of circular. So we're uh, we're
0: walking uh, walking past uh, Dumbo, over towards the uh, the train station now.
1: And I'm, I'm fascinated to see what this whole Casey Jr. thing is, because that's just a... <laughs> it's a water play area. It's a water play area? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's All supposed right. to be Very pretty good. elaborate. All right, excellent. Yeah, because uh, Casey Jr. train Ride that at night, ride in the caboose, facing backwards. It's like a roller coaster. It's quite cool. That's but fun. don't tell anybody that, because that seat's usually reserved for me, okay? All right. So that's another, another secret. So, so here's a good idea of repurposing. You've got... Yeah, uh, the, the old... barn,
0: We're coming up on the Barnstormer.
1: Yeah, and this is... uh You know, we've already invested money in the track. We don't necessarily need to reinvent the wheel. So we'll just redress the cars. We'll get a much more heavy theme that's much more cognizant. And you've got um, you've got flying. You've got Goofy flying through a sign. I haven't been on this yet because the line's been pretty long the entire time I've been here. Right. But it, it adds energy. It's kinetic energy. It adds kind of a nice sound. And it also has monkey feet in the ground <laughs> in front of it. Oh, so. that's classic.
0: So it's got uh, looks like yeah, monkey and people. That's uh, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. So it's a it's a nice it's a nice uh, you know I, I think this area is really shaping up. I've only seen it in pictures until this trip, but uh, it, it seems to be shaping up. Uh, the it doesn't at one point I thought they were just sort of remodeling the tents that used to be there, but they are they are going and they're doing something above and beyond and they're making the tents much more substantial. Right,
0: they're larger. Yeah, and I think uh, uh, I think the pink tent back there was uh, was always the uh, the toontown.
1: You know, this is one thing I find really interesting, and this is something that's been happening lately, ever really since Animal Kingdom. They've started to introduce more of real life reality to the parks not always just the fantasy and I noticed today because you can't see all of um, the the Casey Jr. water play area but the idea of having telephone poles with transformers on them
0: Ah, that's right.
1: And and having the lights and the sort of ah, I didn't of,
0: realize that. Yeah, look at that. They've and, uh, they've done miniature telephone, pole, uh, sorry, electrical poles, right?
1: And and yeah, and then and then in the uh, in the world of uh, urban planning, the the Jane Jacobs, an author, and uh, Robert Venturi, a famous architect, kind of said that you have to have a certain messy vitality in a real city to sort of right. keep you on edge and alive, and that's usually because there are visual contradictions, quite the opposite of a theme park. And I'm interested to see that they're starting to do things like that because. It didn't seem necessary to put the Transformers, but I don't know what the rest of the story is, so I, it's got me very curious. But they're, it's not necessarily the most attractive lighting, but I bet at night it looks probably very, it's, very It's cool. probably for
0: night, yeah. It's probably pretty at night. Oh, that's great. So we're walking over towards the, uh, the new train station. Uh, Right now. And then
1: you say you like the train station. Oh, I just love this. Well, you know, the whole reason that Disneyland even exists and Walt Disney World exists is because Walt Disney loved trains. He couldn't play with his train in his backyard anymore because his wife wouldn't let him. And he ended up wanting to go ahead and... uh, and ended up wanting to buy Ward Kimball's train and he couldn't buy Ward Kimball's train so he decided to build Disneyland. And this is a huge tribute to Walt Disney. If you look up, it'll say Carrollwood Park, Fairweather Place. Uh, Carrollwood is the street that Walt lived on in Holmby Hills and his train, the Lily Bell, was part of the Carrollwood Pacific, the Fairweather route. And they used the same logo that he had for his train in his backyard. Oh, that's classic. So it's a, both a very subtle and a very appropriate tribute to have the train and another thing you're going to notice here as well is that the bathrooms are actually a train roundhouse it's where you would store the trains and they're, they're, the train tracks all lead to the center except for we're right now standing on a path of a train track that leads to oblivion it goes right off the edge into where the other disney world railroad goes to that's classic
0: this is uh this is a really yeah this is a really well-themed area the uh the, the attention to the detail that they're that they're uh paying here is really pretty good. The other thing I like too is um, there's this walkway that goes from Fantasyland to uh, to Tomorrowland, and the theming continues even along the walkway. So it's not like they just stopped that where they where they said, okay, this is the end of the uh, this is the end of the the road, and from here on out, it's just going to be concrete and and, uh, and you know blocks.
1: Right, right. So you can sit here and you can see right now that the train track that we're walking on goes right towards where the Disneyland Railroad is, and then it just sort of ends. The ties go down, and the track sort of disintegrates. Yep. And uh, it's neat. I, you know, I, I I'm I'm really quite impressed. This is my first trip back when much of this has been happening. If the train station is the example, the level of quality that they're using, right. then I think they're gonna they're gonna do a great job. Uh, another thing, I'm a huge Casey Junior fan, as I said earlier. Look at the look at the Weathervane, the Weathervane, and you can see it's the Casey Junior train.
0: Oh, that's great. So the weather vane on top of the train station is the uh, the, the Casey so, Junior. Very nice,
1: and and it really this is. Getting rid of that sort of sort of pop-looking thing that used to be here, uh, oh, and, and replacing this is right. just that was well worth the money. Well worth it was well worth the trouble of everybody not being able to come <laughs> back here for a while. Great, we'll have to uh, we'll have to redo this episode once the rest of uh, uh, Fantasyland opens.
0: Can't but, wait. Yeah, well, so we'll do it we'll do it in stages then because some of it's going to open by the end of 2012. Other parts will be at 2014. Excellent.
1: Any uh, any parting words, then? No, you know, I, I think that Fantasyland and, and the Magic Kingdom had always kind of struggled, because once the submarines went away, what was one of the big visual cues in the area, which took up a lot of real estate, when it went away, the, the area sort of fell apart. It didn't have that sort of dynamic energy that we've seen in all the other lands that we've been to. But now with this new addition, it's giving you a variety. You've got the Central Courtyard, you've got the Enchanted Forest, you've got, you've got this area, much like we talked about about in the Adventureland issue issue we end up having these sequential spaces that are very distinctly themed from each other yet they're all under the umbrella of the overall theme so brilliant stuff good stuff fantastic
0: all right well that's uh that's gonna do for this episode thanks for listening i'm uh i'm len testa this has been the unofficial guide disney dish podcast with jim hill on behalf of sam Genway, author of the new book walt and the promise of progress city we'll see you on the next show thanks